Welcome to the Rise of the Challenge podcast. Joy today, he's the creator of 567 Broadway, dancer and choreographer. It's Joseph Corella. How are you doing today, Joseph? I'm I'm good. I'm giving a shimmy. No one can see me, but I'm giving a shimmy. So we're excited to have you on the show to talk about your rise to the challenge. What we like to do with all of our guests is go right to the beginning. Talk about where you're from and what were you involved in growing up? Okay. Uh, my name is Joseph Corella. And uh, I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona. So I'm from the Valley of the Sun, lots of sunlight and 120 degree summers. And uh, that's where I got introduced at a young age. I started dancing when I was seven. Thank goodness for dance. Uh, And I found so grateful for the arts. Uh, I've been a creative person my whole life. I love what the arts do. I love connecting to music. And obviously I love connecting to dance. And um, yeah, that's kind of where everything began. It's not all, it hasn't been the easiest journey, but uh, I'm grateful to be sitting here today and chatting with you about uh, everything. What was that moment that got you into dance or how you found it and started performing, doing all that stuff, going to classes and things like that? Yeah, uh, I remember <laughs> I used to watch Star Search with my brother okay. on TV. So the days of like Star Search. So I loved like watching all of that and all the dance numbers and all the variety stuff that they had on that. Ah, the days of star search, um, aging myself completely. there. (laughs) But I went to this private school growing up and that's actually where I got introduced, uh, to the arts. I, I, I keep saying this. I need to like jot it down. Uh, there was a teacher that I had that no doubt she gave up a lot of her time. Uh, she did an after-school program for a musical program. And if it weren't for her, I think, I don't know. Like it, she was the one that started uh, igniting my love for the the arts, the storytelling through music, and you know, I mean, I wound up doing <laughs> the first school play that I or musical that I did was Daniel in the Lion's Den, <laughs> and I was Daniel. But that was the after school program, and uh, so I wound up doing that. And my brother's a dancer as well, my older brother, and that's when I started. Uh, I wound up going to the same dance studio he did, and I fell in love with dance. It was I'm grateful. Has it always been easy? <laughs> No, no, by any means, no, especially uh, as a male dancer, uh, it has not been easy. And uh, I'm grateful I followed my heart. I'm grateful that I didn't let anybody and I will continue to, you know, try and strive to do this every day is to follow my heart and to not let people tell me I can and cannot do something. You mentioned your brother was a dancer also. Was that something that you guys kind of bonded over, something that you guys had in common? Or was it something that kind of came out of nowhere that you guys got along in something? I think we were both destined, yeah, for dance. I think that was, you know, I do believe we all have a purpose here, whatever that is on this on this round ball that floats in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, I think we do have a purpose and you kind of, so the fact that both of us are dancers and we have the love of dance there is something about that. Yeah. We would watch star search together and I'd watch him and, uh, and the nutcracker, like there was just, yeah, the arts were really a part of that. And my parents, you know, it's (laughs) growing up in the eighties and nineties, especially just in general, the idea of a guy dancing, you know, is a journey. It's not, and it's changing now. Like you see TikTok and TikTok yeah. is like the performative app. Everybody, it's like the cool thing to put on a, like be a character. And like, that's the arts. That's whether they understand what they're doing or not, they're tapping it. They're being creative. It is a little competitive. It's like, well, can I get a viral <laughs> video from doing the best dance trend? However, I'm grateful that at least it's through the arts. So that's cool. 
I feel like any of those TikToks nowadays, it's like, well, anyone can do that dance. I mean, it's not like <laughs> you have these people that train for so long to be a dancer. <laughs> and then you have these TikToks and it's like, okay, they just came up, did some waves in the air and they're like, I love it. Viral. I, I love, I know it's so weird. And this is the thing about creativity. I don't even want to say it's weird. It's interesting uh, because who would have thought like that's, that's the, yeah. um, I think we're in, in obviously in a very day and age where things are quick and fast, but I love that TikTok. though people have their things with it. Don't get me wrong. Any social media platform. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the thing that it allows the everyday person to tap into their creativity and it's cool. It's that growing up for me, that was, there was no TikTok. <laughs> there was no YouTube. There was no, like, that wasn't cool. And people for sure love to tell me, well, why are you doing that? Until I wound up, you know, showing people like, yes, I love what I do. You can say all you want, but I'm going to show you what I'm worth. Worth, And I, I've learned to really work on that as well. Uh, and that dance for me, not for other people, but then people were like, oh, well, yay, you dance. Now show me, dance for me. Do a TikTok every day of your life for me. <laughs> I mean, I can do a TikTok, but it's not going to be a good one. <laughs> you know what? And it will go viral. Yes, awesome. probably in a bad way. It'll go viral. <laughs> you talked about the challenges of being a male in the dance world. Now, you mentioned nowadays where it's kind of common to see males dancing and stuff. If that was brought into the time you were growing up, do you think your journey would have been a little bit different, but the way it was that we didn't have social media, it kind of made it harder to be able to be a male in the dance world. Yeah. I mean, we had star search. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the only show that yeah, was like, out there. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of like things like there was, yeah, like we didn't, it was harder. It was harder. The, the a- access to showing other people what, you know, to com- connect that way. It was harder to do that. I don't know. I, honestly, I think I'm just, I think I it, obviously, yeah, I wish I had all that stuff, but at the same time, I kind of wish I, I'm glad I didn't mm-hmm. at the same time. I think this is a deep discussion. Like, like <laughs> I'm giving you deep, like social media can be a lot. Again, it can be a lot. It's like show, 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 show. And I really learned at a young age to dance for me. Yeah. Yes. I learned in other ways as people were like, oh, well now we like you cause you can dance. So dance for us. And I had to learn some other things, but it wasn't you know, getting on, there was no social media to, for me to like learn another dance or do something or to show people like, well, will that get a lot of likes? And, you know, will that like, so I think there's a whole discussion of like on the, the toxic part of that. Cause creating art is really the sake of creating art is to create art because you want to not mm-hmm. because of how many likes you're going to get. Obviously you do want to connect to people and uh, you're figuring out ways to do that. I love that. I kind of love seeing when you put something out there, what happens through that, but obviously too, it's like, well, you just kind of have to let it evolve and grow as an artist because you want to, not because, you know, can I get a lot of likes or can I get a sponsorship from this? Well, you talked about a concept that you can take it from what your journey is, but to any journey, you have to do it for yourself. You can't just do something because someone tells you, you should do it, or you have to do it. If you're not enjoying it, it's going to be a long road and then you're going to get burned out quicker in that Mm -hmm. case. So the concept that you're saying about you dance because you enjoyed it, you wanted to do it. I think that's the important part. And a lot of people listening to this can really connect to that because they're probably doing something that they enjoy. 
I know yeah, doing the show, it was something I wanted to do, not because someone told me I needed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know your show is called Rise to the Challenge. So like the thing is, as you know, as creating something, sometimes you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, is this right? But you learn as you go and you listen to your heart. If your heart is telling you, to, I'm, um, and I think that's the main thing that dance taught me at a young age is that I loved it. Like you said, like, that's a great point. I loved it. That was it, you know, but I continued to follow my love, really try to my best not to let anybody bring me down from that and allow myself to learn and grow through that and open doors. I wouldn't be sitting here. Mm -hmm. Honestly, dance has helped me through a lot of um, difficult times and still continues to do that. Uh, and I have a feeling it will be for the rest of my life. I, if I will be sitting in my chair at an old age and still dancing, I will be ecstatic. It's a matter of it really is just as a, it's, it's such a spiritual experience for me too. But I, again, I started to, I'm really grateful. I got to start at a young age and that's where for me, I love teaching now. I never imagined that I'd be teaching. Like that was not, that was not <laughs> in my, never in my, my dream. But the thing is I love it. And I love uh, and showing people or encouraging people to tap into the dance magic, no matter who you are, you have yeah. that. And again, you know, we were talking about TikTok and everyday people, quote unquote, everyday people being able to do these dances. And that is, it's really cool that to tap into that, to say, yeah, you know what? It's okay to be goofy or it's okay to like, because there is magic really in tapping into movement and music. And that's why I love teaching now to really tap into, uh, show people what I've learned through the years. When you were growing up, did you have a certain style of dance that you preferred? I love jazz. I'm such like a jazz, like technique. I love ball. I do love ballet. Ballet is hard, uh, you know, but I love jazz and, you know, Paul Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm aging myself like that type of jazz. But like those music videos from that time, like Janet Jackson, uh, like there was so many I love. I love that. And I love musical theater. I love storytelling through, um, through movement. I just love it. I think that there's magic. There's something about creativity that uh, when you allow yourself to let, keep that childlike fun alive, mm -hmm. it, uh, it transports you and it allows you to feel joy, which I think we all, we all need a lot of, especially right now, and allows you to really connect to your true self. Yep. And at least that's done that for me. And so I, I hope that um, if anybody's out there that is feeling lost, I'm telling you, if you just put on your favorite song and dance or whatever it is, just connect to movement. And I'm telling you, it's, it does help you just connect to yourself because we all, I really do believe we all have that voice inside that tells us, Hey, maybe you should make a right now <laughs> you're making a left, <laughs> but maybe you should make a right. And you really tap I, for me, dance has allowed me to tap into that voice uh, so that I'm, you know, <laughs> try my best to stay on track. Well, you talked about it's like talk, like enjoying it. And something I never didn't tell you at first is I actually took a dance class. Yes. And oh, wait, what, what, where do we, what, what this was in high school. Uh, okay. <laughs> I had a friend and she was like, oh, we need guy dancers in yeah. our class because no one was joining. They're like, you don't even have to pay for it. And I'm like, <laughs> well, if it's free, what's the worst that can happen? So I took this hip hop class. Love it. I'm like the whitest hip hopper in the world. Like I'm doing moves. <laughs> like this does not look right. But then I actually have the video of the actual performance on stage and stuff. And I'm like, watch myself. I'm like, no, this cannot be. Me. Is this really <laughs> me? 
out there. And I'm just laughing every single time I play it. But it's just all about fun. And you're just in that moment and you're like, well, who cares? Who's laughing? Please laugh at me. I'm (laughs) laughing at myself doing this right now. So it kind of just shows that you kind of take your mind off of whatever's going on and you just have fun with it. Have I taken another class? Nope. I haven't (laughs) done anything since then. (laughs) Well, and that's, yeah. And I think that's the, I'm glad you did that. A, you tried something new and there's something out there for everyone too. And I kind of put like movement is really important. The exercising is really important. Our bodies, our minds need it. Uh, And I, I know for me at a young age, I didn't realize the benefits that I was getting from moving like that. And, um, you know, I, that's why five, five, six, seven Broadway, I created this dance fitness class to Broadway music. Cause I'm a musical theater nerd mm-hmm. and I love mu- music is essential. And so it's a dance fitness class for everyone. And I have people from all diff- like all different ages, really from like 18 to like 75 that come together in a safe space to move, to try something new. Like you said, you want a safe space. <laughs> you do want a safe space <laughs> to, to like explore and not, you know, not feel judged. You're already going to have enough going on up in your own oh, yeah. head, let alone, you know, and then sometimes you do have to put yourself out there when the time is right to, you know, get out there. I will, <laughs> this is the gayest thing I'm going to say for me. I watched Dolly Parton today. And an interview with Dolly Parton. And I love Dolly Parton as a gay man. I'm like Dolly Parton because she's just so loving and accepting in general. But she said she had the confidence she had. She was in a tough interview. This is like from the eighties, like early eighties. And it was with Barbara Walters. And Barbara Walters was kind of like, not going to lie a little mean how I like the question she was asking, but Dolly Parton, just the way she was like owning herself. And she was owning who she was. And she was like, I'm confident in who I am. Cause they were trying to say, she was trying to say like, well, don't you dress a little too much and you're too little out there. And she's like, this is what I love to do. And this is me. I love that. I think we could all learn from that to, to be ourselves unapologetically, mm-hmm. you know, what's wrong with, with that. I, I think, you know, in this day and age, there's so much opinions, but how can we push that? away and kind of just stay present for ourselves because that's that's when the real change for helping the world comes into play that's when dolly parton (laughs) becomes legendary did you always think that the dance world was going to be your career growing up like you were going to go to college for it or learn something about it in college and then post-college it was going to be in that entertainment industry kind of atmosphere 100 percent. i will never get seeing once I started dance and I, I wound up quitting dance, I started dance when I was seven and then like did it for a year and then quit to play baseball for a year. And I did not, baseball was for me too slow. I was like, and the only, the only thing I loved about baseball for me is putting on the uniform. So that was like, there, there's something that's telling you exactly. It was like, well, that, that's my costume. The baseball uniform is my costume. But then I went back, I was like, I should go back into dance. And once I did that, I fell in love and I was, I love, I've loved it the same way I have since then until now. And I saw Phantom of the Opera in junior, well, like sixth grade, uh, the touring company. And that's when I knew I wanted to be on Broadway. I saw the touring, I like the, or the overture started Phantom of the Opera. And I was like, I'm in, I'm in. Can you make this my career forever? Again, the, (laughs) there's a lot more to that of having to really um, focus to make that happen. 
but it's really my love for that has, I, I've always been, this is, will be my career in one way, shape or form. And I have, I've completed different dreams with going on Broadway to national tours, to, uh, performing a music, being in a musical in Vegas. I was like, Ooh, I'm doing wow. a show in Vegas because you know, these are like New York, Las Vegas, all these things. The big and hub I, spots. Yeah. And it's been really cool to check it off the list. And I'm a, I, I, for me want to live life to the fullest and I want to experience as much as I can. Um, that's why this pandemic has been, uh, <laughs> it's hard for me to sit still. So I've learned a lot through this pandemic as I've had to be at home and, uh, and create in that way which has actually had some really cool things about it as well. But obviously it's been a challenging time. As a dancer, is it hard to put your mind in a financial aspect, not knowing from my point of view, how much they make, is it worth the living lifestyle, things like that? Or did the passion take over and you didn't care what you had to do? You were wanting to perform on Broadway and all these different stages. I mean, you... Yeah, you sacrifice. You know you're going to sacrifice as a as a performer. You know you're going to. You have to, especially when you moved to New York. <laughs> moving to New York City was it. It changed me for the better, but it is ch- challenging. Oh yeah, one hundred and twenty percent. And you kind of just say that the goal is performing or Broadway or like whatever it is, and use you, you do what you need to do to make it happen. You do the side jobs that you need to do. Uh, so that you can afford to take your dance lessons, your voice lessons, your acting. There's so many lessons, (laughs) so many classes I've had to take. And that's just what it is. You know, it is hard work. So I'm not, you know, I'm not like, oh yeah, it's easy. Everything. No, it's hard work. And you know, you, yeah, you sacrifice. There's a lot of sacrifice, but it's great. And I, I believe in the arts and I hope, um, I think the arts, I, I hope that the United States, United States specifically, uh, can really focus in on making the arts much more of a platform in schools and everything because it does transform communities, one hundred percent. So, you kind of mentioned a few people, but when you were doing the different um, gigs on stage, was there any dancer, actor, actress that inspired you to keep going or go in a certain direction? Hmm. When I moved to New York, I met this um, this woman named Natasha Diaz, who's a good friend of mine now. And she was she's an incredible performer, and she has been such like a, a rock like for especially when when because I've been out of New York for like a decade now. But when I was in New York, uh, and she just her passion and her love for the arts and her passion for what she saw in me really me. And then when I would you know performances on Broadway in New York or wherever and you see a good performer yeah there's been many where I'm just like oh how you how do you do that eight shows a week how do you get out there and perform that eight shows a week and pour your heart and your soul and that's why I love theater specifically with theater that's it's tough it's tough not to say that anything else is (laughs) not tough but eight shows a week in New York City you know pouring your heart and your soul to entertain there is there is some, some talent that, that goes into that. It just suddenly there, it's not like a, you know, it's years and years and years of dedication. Well, if you're doing performance, number one, by the eighth performance, it has to be like the first show because people will figure out, oh, something's off here or something's missing. Mm -hmm. So are you training? Like this kind of goes with later where we're talking about your fitness um, company and stuff. 
How are you dealing cardio wise and things like that to kind of get your body prepared for all these different shows that are happening a couple times a day, all the week, things like that? Yeah, you have to really, you devote your life, you devote yourself so that you can stay. That's why I incorporate th- that in 2567 Broadway. I love telling my students like eight shows a week is no, <laughs> say, <laughs> eight shows a week is no joke because it's true. It's not, it's we got to you know, you can't show the audience that you're tired. You can't. And like, I say that because we, you know, I know how it feels uh, when you're in class and it does motivate people to like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do this. But when, as a professional performer, yes, you are eating your best to eat healthy so that you, you know, you can do eight shows a week. You're exercising, you're going to your voice classes, you're going to your dance classes, your acting classes, like, you know, New York performers are working so hard so mm-hmm. hard. And when you see a national tour that is coming out of New York city, know that they are devoted. Their lives are truly devoted, uh, to that. And so that it looks effortless and easy, but it is, it is the drama of it all too. Like, you know, <laughs> when someone's on stage, like I love when you get off stage and you're like, and you're like panting and breathing hard. And then you get back on stage and you just smile, but it's like, you know, that is happening. Oh, I, I wish you could see what happens backstage. There's so much, there's so much going on, but again, on stage, you make it look effortless and eight shows a week is no joke. Well, it's probably the same way with your favorite show, Star Search. There's probably <laughs> backstage drama that's probably happening. Uh, yes. And I mean, let me tell you, I will never forget um, to seeing, I went to Star Search one time, one okay. time, and guess who was on that episode? Britney Spears. She oh, was yeah. on, yeah, it was when she sang when, uh, when she was a kid. And it, I will never forget that seeing her at that time singing, I don't care on stage. And I'm just like this young kid, like what? I'm, not only was I watching Star Search, but now I'm here in this, this taping. It was really cool. Looking at all your performances, did you have a favorite stage performance? Mm. One memorable gig that will, you'll remember for the rest of your life? My Broadway debut, because Broadway has always, since I was a kid, was that's what I wanted to do. And when you, it, it, there is nothing like completing that dream for me, for me, you know, and I, I, and my life has gone in many different directions, but my Broadway debut, I came in as a replacement. I had to learn the show. So the show was already going on and it was all shook up uh, in the beautiful palace theater, iconic. I'd been in New York city for seven months I was so green. I was terrified. I got the job like, yay. I was like, <laughs> smile. I'm like, and I had six days to learn the show. And I, the, you know, and I'll never forget standing in Times Square and be like, oh my gosh, it's happening. But I was like, ter- terrified. I was like, ah, here we go. And, but it was so exciting too. And it was one of those, I can see, I can really see myself outside of the stage door being like, oh, I'm in New York city. The dream is happening. It's here. Uh, and then going inside and like wanting to cry. <laughs> Sorry. You're the person. It was magical. You're it was magical. Panting like, oh my God, it's so my hot in there. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, I'll never forget. And uh, I had the most amazing dance captain, Randy, who really held my hand through it all. Because again, I was so green. I'm so grateful, but I was so like learning. And while I had a lot of people that had, you know, been doing this for a moment, they probably were like, oh gosh, darn it. But I was, um, there was one thing where we, we were statues for one thing and we we came out on these platforms that moved, but we had to stand still. So I was standing on it 
And I will never forget the dance captain. And I looked, he's like, okay, you ready? And I was like, good. And he's like, don't mess it up. And then the thing started moving. And I was like, but it was funny. He was being, you know, I love, I love him. And I wouldn't have, I'm grateful that he was dance captain at that time. Did your career only focus on stage performances or did you ever go into kind of like the music world or a TV show world or things like that? Yeah, it's been kind of all over. Um, you kind of go where life directs you, but I'd be, I'm being, I'm originally from Arizona. So I would come to California a lot. And when I was a sophomore in high school, I auditioned for no, a junior, I was a junior. Uh, I auditioned for a Disney movie called Geppetto. And that's when they were doing like Cinderella with Whitney and Whitney Houston and Brandy. And they wound up doing Geppetto right after. And I wound up getting that and I danced with Usher and that was really cool. That was a Disney TV movie. And it was, so that was my first professional experience in high school. And then, and then after that, uh, I wound up getting into a pop group <laughs> that <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying it, but I got into a pop group. I never liked the name of the pop group. It was with this, it was out of New, out of Los Angeles. They put together this Latin pop group and they called it Tropic Zone, which I hated the name <laughs> so much, but I was, it was a really exciting time too. It was really cool. And uh, that wound up not going anywhere, unfortunately, but uh, it was a great stepping stone for many different things. I love, and overall, I love, I love business. I love, I, when, like in New York, you talked about like, do you do what, you, what do you need to do? Like, do you do everything and anything to get yourself to that dream? I will never forget. I was working. I wound up getting a job while I was trying to make it on Broadway. I got a job at the Ritz Carlton spa and I'm so grateful for this job. Uh, but it was the Ritz Carlton spa on central park. And, uh, it was their like hub. I learned so much about business and how that business ran. It was such a great opportunity. Uh, I love working at spas, strangely, like strangely, <laughs> like I love, like, and then I wound up another side job that I had was working at the Mandarin Oriental Spa in Columbus Circle, which these are like fancy spas. I loved it. I think it's like the fact that New York City was so crazy and like the, you know, the peace that you would get coming to work kind of, but I love business. I love strategy. I love figuring things out. Um, and that's why when I created, when I created a workout video, that was a whole nother journey as a, um, you know, just kind of trying something new. I love, I do like trying new things. I think that's the thing I never, since I was a kid, I was putting myself on stage, having to face my fears. And I kind of continue to do that. It might stress me out. And sometimes you might not want to be around me in the moment when those things are happening, but I'm, I've gotten better as time has gone on and be like, well, I don't know. The, uh, I've been, I, I want to get this book. I don't know the, well, the art of not giving a F and I've, I've heard of or not giving, you know, you know what I mean? But I, I think I really have learned to just be like, I don't know, here we go. And let's just try it and see what happens. Yeah. And if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. I've really had to learn to not take things so seriously. Cause I'm, I'm, I am not going to lie. I, 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 I love putting my best foot forward, but I have learned sometimes putting my best foot forward like overly, I will burn myself out. And mm-hmm. so, you know, talk about rising to the challenge. You kind of have to learn to take care of yourself so that you can continue to rise to the challenge. Otherwise you will burn out. You talked about the business side and something that you mentioned where just trying something and if it doesn't work, you just go back to the drawing board. And I think that has helped me so much in my career path where I have coworkers who just are so 
on this track of just keep doing the same thing over and over. I'm like, okay, it's a new year, a new generation. We got to keep up with time and try something new. What's the worst thing that can happen? We take what we learned and we move on. And I think that is just my something. I think even people that I know that are younger than me, that are still not learning that they're trying to be too safe. And you talked about learning the business side. Do you feel that gave you an advantage compared to someone else that didn't have that knowledge maybe? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, especially when I started my own company with 567 Broadway, yeah, to learning how to, I loved the, the, the behind the scenes of the Ritz-Carlton, how they take care of their customers, how they, their, um, you know, what they do to really provide top notch, uh, customer service is incredible. And, uh, I loved learning that I, it is exciting. It is really, it's just, it, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it just, it makes me happy to see how that can work. And that did help me with understanding how to, um, nurture a community of people, uh, and provide a quality service. So yeah. And we, there's still so much to learn. And I try to make sure that I, I, yeah, I have to be teachable for the rest Mm -hmm. of my life, you know, but yeah, the main thing I have really learned these last, like, I would say like five years is I have to just try if I make a mis quote unquote mistake, it always leads, always leads to the right thing, but to really let go of my ego and say, okay, this is, or say, this is not working, but this is working or, you know, and really have to, and continue to learn podcasts are great yeah. to really strategize, to figure out, to learn, to educate. There's so much free content in this day and age. Again, when I was growing up, there was no YouTube, there was no podcast there. So there was lots of things that you just kind of, <laughs> that I remember the library. And now we, don't, we <laughs> now we're like, wait, I don't know how to do this. Let me go on YouTube. Let me Google. Yeah. What is the way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, or I don't know how to get here and you easily can get information. So there is a lot of ways to, and I've tried to really tap into that source. That's why I love, I do love YouTube and that's why I use YouTube for what I do with five, six, seven Broadway. Cause there's a lot of free content that is really mm-hmm. helpful. And I think that is really awesome. I'd be lost without YouTube. I'm like on it probably 26 hours in a day. I mean, YouTube should be paying us right now. Cause we're Hey, that's the dream right now. Let's put it out there. Let's put it, but they do it. They do really do have a great, uh, a great platform, I think personally. And yeah, so I agree with you because you can, when, when my husband will be like, Hey, I don't know, like, well, I'm dealing with this. And I was like, YouTube it, YouTube it, <laughs> yeah. like YouTube, what do you, that just type in that, you know, and bam, you got the, you, you're going to have 4,000 videos on how to do that. <laughs> My mom's probably going to hate me saying this, but she'll ask me how to do something for a computer and stuff. And I tell her, Google it, YouTube it. You'll find the video. It's probably a lot easier than me trying to tell you because I, I've lived up with computers and I'm just going to do it right away and not tell you how to do it. I like, mean, just get it done I, and over with. <laughs> Google really knew how to tap into that. Google it. Yeah. Like good for them. Cause that is true. We all are like, Google it. You don't know the answer. Google it. Basically. <laughs> Which- yep. Which is great. Yeah. You do get a step-by-step breakdown of things and you know, that has been helpful. So there you go. Before we got to this interview, I was looking at this career that you've had and you've had an opportunity to work with Rebel Wilson and HBO and things like that. How was that experience? Because 
Rebel's a huge person in the entertainment industry, and HBO yeah. is definitely something huge in the TV entertainment industry. What yeah. was it like getting that opportunity? Yeah, working with Rebel was so much fun. That kind of just happened last minute. Uh, I used to teach, well, when I was teaching classes in person, uh, one of my students uh, is good friends with Rebel and uh, Carly. And so she wound up, she was like, Rebel's having a birthday. I think you should teach a class. And that's kind of how that happened. And it was only five of us. This was before Cats came out. So we did a Cats class. (laughs) <laughs> and I did a combo and it was really fun. And Rebel was really supportive. And then she wound up like putting a thing out for, for, with, uh, with my workout video, which obviously made me super happy because uh, she's exactly that energy and that fun uh, was exactly what uh, I was going for. But yeah, so that was really cool. You kind of, again, you never really can plan. You just kind of like show up. You're just like, okay. And you show up. And then I'm a, I am a firm believer that life will guide you if you continue to show up and try just mm-hmm. kind of put it out there every day and see what happens. Listen to the science. That's for sure. Uh, but then with working with HBO, I wound up doing an HBO documentary and that is really near and dear to my heart. It's called 15 at Ginsenetta story. Uh, and it's about a transgender girl named Zoe and she's having a Ginsenetta and HBO documented the whole thing. And I got hired to do the, her number for me, it was just such a beautiful, beautiful experience. And HBO uh, puts on incredible documentaries as it is. But um, if you haven't seen it, you can see it on HBO Max. Uh, and there it is. And just type in 15 against and yet a story, Zoe, and you'll see that. And it's, it was such a fun thing. And I learned a lot. And it was just a really uh, cool experience. I get it. I, I, at that time I was a little nervous to do it because I had, I've worked on dance bombs as well, which is completely reality TV shows and documentaries are completely different. <laughs> However, reality after working on that and you kind of sign your life away, you're it's a, I worked off camera, but still like I was around all that. And I was, had been really happy to do anything on camera after that, unless I knew exactly what I was going to get myself into. Cause you know, you don't want to get taken advantage of, uh, cause it can help them. And, uh, but um, I, this was really, really great. And I was like, so I'm just want to make sure that I'm going to be seen in a good light. Like we're not. And they were like, no, this isn't, this is not dance moms. This is, this is a documentary. We're more just going to be going around and you're, we're going to just be there, not, uh, making, you know, causing drama. So no, Dance Moms is not drama. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. I came back from that. That job was another eye-opening. It was great by meaning I learned a lot. I learned a lot as a choreographer. I learned to move quickly. I learned, but I was, it was stressful. I came back. I can believe job. that one. <laughs> I needed, I needed like a month of like, just like Therapy clearing, spot. clearing. I mean, truly clearing my mind. I was like, oh, oh but I'm happy for those girls. Those girls have become so Maddie has become so, uh, so famous. All of them have like done gone out to the world. I'm happy about that. Cause that was such a crazy environment. So I'm really happy that they are going out into the world and doing great things. When you're watching, like you're living in the moment of being on like, well, working with dance moms in that documentary, and then you're seeing and watching what you were living through Does it kind of give a bad rap in a way? The documentary is probably more realistic of what was going on and stuff, but the reality show it's edits, edits, edits. Okay. They're emphasizing on certain parts that shouldn't be emphasized. 
Yep. How do you view that? And does that kind of take away from still working and doing those shows if you've gotten another opportunity or you're mm-hmm. like, it's that kind of industry, you just have to do what you got to do? I mean, I, I for sure the thing that was hard for me with dance balls is they were, ki- they're kids. So at the, you know, they were like seven, eight at the time. Now they're all grown up, which is weird. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, and it was, this is, I worked on it before it had even aired. So I was an off-camera choreographer. I created numbers off camera and then a lot of it was produced. So it'd be like, they're learning a number, but they had learned it off camera. Cause it was quick. There was a lot of things and they were, you know, they were working like adults. These kids were working like adults which was, but I, I learned at the end of the day, I'm not responsible. <laughs> Thank goodness for therapy. Um, I am not responsible. And uh, you know, yes, I have, I did after that say, you know, I used to judge for dance competitions and um, I took a break from all of that, like real dance competitions, because I needed, I was like, I need a moment to, and you know, how can I help? But I need a moment because yeah, some environments can be really, especially reality TV shows, they're debt. That is what they're created for. They're created for that. But the thing is, people love them. People love them. I don't think I watch any reality TV. Do you watch any reality TV? That's a whole nother hour of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, oh my God, you do. I'm so interested on in what show. Too I don't many watch shows. any. I don't watch any. I mean, I watch TV, but not, yeah, not reality TV shows. No. Well, you're so. missing out on a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I feel like, well, I don't know if I should be saying that because the show is like MTV. Oh, I miss MTV. Like Bravo, the MTV. Uh, oh, USA Bravo. Network. Yeah. I you, mean, I, I would, I would, as a choreographer, yes, but you like, I would work, but yes, when you work on reality TV, you don't like want on camera do with it, with on camera, on camera, you're signing your life away. Like they can do what, once you sign on that dotted line, they can do whatever they want. And that's, you know, they're producing moments. They're making a show. That's the, it's entertainment. It's a form of entertainment. And some of it they're, they know like the, the people on the show, they know that they're kind of acting a scene out. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, it can turn in. I mean, I will know dance moms. <laughs> people are like, was that real? I'm like, yes, actually that reality was already real. And there was produced stuff, but there was stuff that was like, they definitely were majorly fighting with cameras around them. And I would just be like on the side. One time I got on, they had me because I, I wasn't supposed to be on camera. So, but one time they, they, the, the Abby needed me to come into the room and I was not, it was, it was towards the end and I was not feeling it. And I was like, I'm not supposed to be on camera. And they were <laughs> like, well, Abby needs you in there. And I was like, so I, t- <laughs> I took my hat and I like pulled it down. I was like angry and I, like all the things I should have not done because the camera, like I knew that the cameras were just like filming, but you know, thank goodness they only showed me just a little bit, but it was, it was drama. Everybody was fighting and I could just feel it. And no, but you know, in entertainment, you, there's no matter reality TV or whatever, there's always going to be um, you, when you're dealing with it's drama. It's, it's performing. There's lots of emotions. And so you have to learn to really just kind of like, okay, I'm going to show up and do what I want. Really connect. You know, I love choreographing and I love connecting to performers, uh, actors to help them kind of through all that chaos, Mm -hmm. connect to themselves so they can show up on camera and really do what they're supposed to do. I, that's where I really, I love, 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 love doing that. 
as a I mean, a lot of my friends know that I want to be on a TV show, but I'm <sighs> like, do I really want that like stress and stuff? Do you like what like a reality? TV well, show? I so I was going before the pandemic. I was actually there was a, a show called Big Brother, yes. and they were actually auditioning the building next door to my office that I worked at, and. I already told my boss, I'm like, okay, I'm taking three hours off. I'm going to go apply and stuff. Good. The day before the pandemic happened and everything shut down, I'm like, is this a calling? Like, was this <laughs> meant to me not to do this? Or was this my opportunity to like, okay, be- become TikTok famous? Because that's what every single reality star becomes a TikToker, basically. Oh, but the new day and age. I always think I'm like, this would be so fun, but it's a it talk, it's like your career that you're in. There's a lot of sacrifices because mm. you're away from your basically your life for a month, two months, and you may not have a job when you come back. A lot of people lose their jobs because they say something on those shows. <laughs> yeah, and knowing me, I probably wouldn't line. be like that, but it's almost like the same thing you're talking about where you kind of being behind the camera is fine because you're still involved in a way. You just don't have to have the drama being on camera. But like you said, yeah. when you had to go on camera, I would ask for a pay raise. Like <laughs> you're paying yeah. me to be off camera <laughs> on camera. Let's get $5,000 more now. I'm going to make you my, my agent so that you can, <laughs> you can be like, listen, he's on camera. Now you're going to pay him extra. They might've actually, I don't even remember This is, but yeah, I agree. Miss opportunity. I, I think you, and if you, you know, watch cut to you and I are both doing a reality TV show like next year. <laughs> They're gonna be like, wait, didn't they have this conversation where they were like, or he was like, no, like you never, you know, I, I, yeah, you kind of you have to know that you're entering an atmosphere that is, you know, it's gonna have its things, but also too, people, big, big, big brother people really seem they love. I mean, people really love love big brother which obviously you do so that's I'd say another go hour for it. conversation I, i'm telling you go i think you should go for it when it happens oh, again, i'm going to i do i totally think you should and i think it'd be a fun experience well, you find out more information behind the scenes like oh these the casting producers are contacting agencies these people are actors and they like you go to their like instagram bios before they and they're like actor model athlete it's like Oh, okay. So yeah, regular people going on the show. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's a yeah, real remember because when reality TV show first came out, well, was MTV Real World. Yes. Wasn't that? Yeah, that was kind of like and that that was like the beginning of you know, and it's evolved and grown. It's entertainment. I think that's the thing is we're in the business of show and like that is it's entertainment. It's a form of entertainment. And when you put yourself in that bubble, it's kind of knowing that that's what it's going to be. And people love it. It, it. it makes people happy. I know like the people love RuPaul's Drag Race, Big Brother, Dance Moms. I mean, Dance Moms became massive. <laughs> There's gonna they love it. They're like fighting moms. Yay. There's going to be a <laughs> challenge of a dancing challenge. You're going to see me. They're like, Oh, that, okay. Here he goes now. He's hey, I love it. <laughs> I was like, look, it has been seen 10 million times. Go you like go Alex. I'll take the viral. <laughs> I'll take it. Did your per- personal life ever take a backseat during your professional career? Were you able to enjoy being Joseph instead of the <laughs> business world, Joseph? Yeah, I think I, this is, this is me. I like doing all of this is it can be challenging but I like it and in every aspect it is kind of I do love traveling 
Uh, I do love cities. I love, you know, I love New York city. I love Los Angeles. Um, I love the big cities of the world. So I like, I was been, I've been on tour and that was really cool. I was on tour for almost like two years of my life with the national tour of Greece. So traveling from like city to city, staying, you know, towards the end, we were like two weeks in each city. And, uh, that was, that was great. Exhausting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And away from my husband for a little bit, which was, you kind of just know that's going to happen, but yeah, I love, I love experiencing life. I don't want anything for me. Everybody has each to each their own and what works for them. Uh, some people love to be in one city and that's what works for them. And that's great. I know for me, I just want to, I want to experience it all. That's why this pandemic, I'm like, Oh, now I gotta, I'm like, now I have to be patient. Now I'm like more patient as if it's already not hard enough as it is. So I've learned a lot to just kind of sit still and create in a new way and, you know, travel through my laptop. With five, six, seven Broadway, is there ever a certain song or like kind of musical that people are like, you should do a class on this? Because I told my mom and she's like, he's probably done Grease. And then oh, I saw yeah. Hairspray and she's like, I'm like, there's your workout. There you go. You're naming the classics. Your name. I mean, so the workout video has Grease, Born to Hand Drive, We Go Together, Hairspray with You Can't Stop the Beat. Let me tell you, getting music rights to that, all oh, those songs, it was, it took at least, you know, actually in a way, in like a short period of time, but it felt forever, but like eight months to get all that locked into place. So that's the part of business that, that I have to learn about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you know, yeah, you, those are the classics. Grease, Hairspray, the bad, kind of everybody knows Chicago. Um, the younger generation really loves Legally Blonde. Um, they're so rent, can't go, Annie like any live they you know there's stuff that the most if you're not even a musical theater person there's ones you know the names basically Mm -hmm. like your mom had it right i like your mom i like your mom don't even don't even know her but i like her because she (laughs) said that answer so do you have a favorite one that you do like Mm. a favorite class or favorite part of your workout that you enjoy i mean so the with five six seven broadway specifically it's an hour class and we do the first part, I call it act one, and that's the same every week. So there's like grease hairspray and I switch things out every so often, but it's kind of like their main show. And from that, there has been one number that has always people love and I love so much. And we, every time I like try to take it out and replace it, it's kind of like I get an uproar about it, like, oh, I miss it. and it's Chicago hot honey rag. And it's, and it, you know, that's one that for years we've done over and over and eight shows a week is no joke, but they like, they're like, yes, we're not going to get sick of this one. Uh, And I even, I had, I'm supposed to be replacing it soon, trying to, and uh, we, I've done it for so long and people were like, Oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm like, we've done that. We do it so much. Like, but yeah, that's that one. And then I love, I do love greatest showman. Like I love the music of the greatest showman. And then when we do for act two for the part of class, I break down a combination and the, this is me from the greatest showman always seems to be one that just allows everybody to connect to themselves. And it's, it's always a really beautiful experience. So when we do that, but we can't do that every week. So like this, <laughs> this Saturday we well last Saturday, we did, we go together from Greece because it's the end of the year. So we did, we go together and this Saturday, it's not Broadway, but I do it every year and it's called a Mariah Carey Christmas. 
<laughs> we do all I want for Christmas. And I, cause Mariah Carey is so theatrical and I adore and love her. Uh, but we do that every year. It's kind of become a tradition. So that will be my last class of the year. So if you want to join for live stream classes, please do and watch me, you know, <laughs> wait, hold on. I, well, I can't, I have this hat that I have. It's kind of sitting over here. It's a Christmas tree hat that I'm ready to wear on Saturday. I'm so campy. I love being campy. Give me all the camp. Is there a musical or something that you're hoping to include in the future or one that's tough to get right now because of the legal aspects? Well, if I were to do another workout video, that's the workout video that like I have to have all the major legal rights. And if I were to do that, I mean, I would want, I would want, we couldn't get Chicago. I would love to have Chicago. Uh, but I think it was, I noticed that a lot of shows that were currently happening on Broadway were like, no, we were not giving you rights right now. So <laughs> I, you know, but if I could have any, I would love Chicago. There's gosh, I haven't thought of this. I mean, we do grease lightning currently in class with weights. <laughs> we do go grease lightning with weights and, um, it's awesome. And I would love to have that song again to get rights to Greece. Yeah. I'm, I think that what really helped to get rights for Greece is the fact that I did, Greece, the tour, and I got to know the the creator of the songwriter, one of the so I reached out to him. Hey, I'm doing this workout video. <laughs> Can I possibly and to get rights from Jim Jacobs? I'm really grateful for. So he was like, Yes, what do you need? And I was like, Yay. Because <laughs> that's hard. That's really, really hard. You know, a lot of you get a lot of no's before you get a lot of yes or one yes. But connections do help. That's so true. You never know who can help you in the future with mm-hmm. what you've done in the past before. So I agree. The connections are definitely something out there. Yeah. Would you ever do a different style? Like take five, six, seven as a brand and then do, well, you have Broadway or like yeah. country Western or yeah. dance group pop your boy band I, I, thing that you did. I'd, I'd probably have to hire somebody to do the country Western for me, <laughs> but I would, yeah. Like five, six, seven, the whole idea is five, six, seven is cause it's five, six, seven, eight, but then the name completes the eight. If anybody's like, why are there's no eight? So it'd be, it's five, six, seven Broadway, which is the eight, uh, five, six, seven pop, five, six, seven eighties, five, six, seven country Western. Five, six, seven hops, sock hop there. I gave all my business plan, Uh, but no, but like that is, you know, it's not, I'm not the, I'm not the first one to Richard Simmons has always been such a role model of mine. Uh, He has done the, I mean, he is the, really the, he's an, uh, one of my role models for the workout video. I wanted to create a, a beautiful environment like he did that shows all different types of people coming together uh, dancing to music, to popular music, you know, mm-hmm. what in the oldies is, is iconic and really, uh, and Jane Fonda. I, I love the eighties, eighties workout videos are like, bring back 80 workout eighties workout videos. Cause there's so much content in this day and age, but like, I need a fun campy theatrical. And that's why creating five, six, seven Broadway, uh, it is kind of has that movie kind of, I wanted to make it more of a movie type experience. So if, if anybody sees it, if you get it, uh, it has, it's not just like me, I'm on a stage. We're all on it. We're in a theater in Los Angeles. And that was really cool to do that. And um, again, there was lots of legal <laughs> things <laughs> to get into place for it to do this, but uh, I'm really grateful. I did it before the pandemic. So that was really cool. Do you think that is something that makes you different than a, like Zumba? That's a popular dance workout that's out there because maybe it's like 
the a beginner can do one version than a Zumba class where you kind of have to keep it going and stuff. And well, maybe songs that no one even knows. Cause yeah. I did a Zumba thing and I don't even know any of the words basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, and Zumba has done incredible things and I'm, it has taken over the world and it's whatever is getting people moving. I'm so happy about, yep. and I'm so grateful. So many people have connected to that. I know for me, as I've grown to figure out what voice I am within the dance and fitness world, really, I want to create a workout experience. It's not just like, oh, we're dancing and like, this is dance fitness. It's aerobics, I guess one, like it is aerobics, but it is a creative experience, but there's many layers to it, but it's really using dance as a way. I try to use it as a way to really um, find yourself or express yourself. And so I, there's a lot of creativity and that's why Broadway, obviously five, six, seven Broadway is what, where my heart, my passion is currently because it is the most creative within that. I can't wait to do like five, six, seven disco and like have a disco ball and like <laughs> a light up floor and like lots of polyester that we're just going to sweat. Like, so this again, create creative. That's, I think that's where I, I'm bringing my creativity of as a performer into this kind of workout experience for people. Um, Cause everybody should experience that. Even if you've never, if you've never danced before and you're 65, the time you're like, I want to do it, do it. Yep. You know? And again, I really try to create a safe ex- place for you to experience that. And I do have all different, you get the workout video. So I'm going to just push the, the, push the workout video. <laughs> the five, six, seven Broadway workout video is really all the students in that are my students. So they're, and they're all different ages. You'll see it. It's all different types of people. It's not like, I'm like, and we don't talk about it, but I'm letting you know, like those, it's just really beautiful to see all different types of people come together and watch them. And they've all been on their journey. Some of them have danced a lot before. Some of them have never really danced. And this was their intro, you know, uh, into it and working with me for a couple of years before we did the workout videos. So you can get that five, six, seven Broadway com. I'm already plugging it in seven <laughs> broadway.com, but know that if, you know, if you have any questions too, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And please, if you really want to, if there's something that your heart has been telling you to do, uh, especially with dance and with movement, I can't encourage you enough, no matter what age you are to really step out of your comfort zone a little bit to try something. And, you know, just one little step leads to another little step. So uh, it is really important. And it, I'm telling you, it will open up even more doors beyond that. So, well, you now need to do five, six, seven hip hop. <laughs> I don't, I might have to hire some, someone else to, and let me tell you, I am so musical theater. I always, when, when my students, like we did Hamilton and I'm like, I'm giving you musical theater, hip hop. I'm not, I'm such like, I went to ballet school. I went to, you know, I'm a, a jazz. Like I said, I love jazz. So <laughs> hip hop, I will give it the respect it deserves. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to let you know, I'm not as funky as some other people are. Looking at your journey and career, would you change anything that you've done or do you feel the path you have taken was the right direction to get to where you are today? 100%. I have no regrets, no regrets. And I'm exactly where I'm meant to be today. Uh, I, you know, again, obviously we all have our journeys that we've all had to rise to the challenge in different ways. And whether that be whatever it is in your community or whatever in your personal life or whatever it is. So I, I don't, I wouldn't be who I am without that. That's what makes our lives 
I'm not saying that's like great. Yay. <laughs> like <laughs> so exciting to experience that pain. Um, you know, but I, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm, I have that, what I experienced as a kid and pe- being bullied for dancing. And I'll just use that as an example. It really strengthened me to always follow my heart. That has been the thing. And I've always really, as much as it's been confusing, sometimes there's, it's always really tried to listen to my heart and, and follow that. And I've taken that because of that experience, I've really taken that with me for the rest of my life. And that's why we all have something that has fine tuned us that way, Mm -hmm. shall I say. And that's why I think it's really, really important to have conversations uh, with each other, to share our stories uh, and what we've experienced, because I think that will make the world a better place. If we're, you know, uh, I'm not saying (laughs) be vulnerable with everybody and anybody. uh, But I think, you know, especially within our community and our friends to and our family that we that we all that when we when it feels right for you to share, because we help each other, we've really, you know, I think we see a lot right now. And I think we could all really use um, by sharing our experience, not being like, you must do this. (laughs) This is (laughs) like, you must do like, okay, great. But like, okay, I went through this, this helped me, maybe it will help you, you know, and uh, I think that's always helped me in my for me in my life. If you just like, oh, yeah, you went through that. Okay, yeah, that might help me. And I give that a try instead of being like, (laughs) well, this is the only path through and you're like, whoa, Weather tiger. So what does the future look like for you? What are you hoping to accomplish personally and professionally in the next few years? Oh, my Lanta. That just gave me anxiety. <laughs> I could, you know, cause I, I think we've discussed, I think I've really learned like, I can't over plan too much. I can't, I think that there was a lot of plans before this pandemic Yep, and uh, that got changed. And there was even before that, that got, there was ideas that can turning and evolving and changing. Um, you know, I think the thing is I'm going to continue to listen to my heart, uh, really try my best to help people in any way that I can, especially through the power of the arts, uh, and really continue to try to get that message out to as many people as I can. Uh, you know, and I'm, there's things I have in my head that I, I want to continue doing. Um, and I, and in, in, in a, in a wider, uh, sense to take five, six, seven in a, in a bigger way, but I think I'm for sure going to make sure that I try to go with the, the river of life and not, and not be like, well, that didn't, that's supposed to go this way. Why is it not doing that? Which is easier said than done. The final question I'll ask you for someone that's listening to this interview based on your journey and experience, what tips or advice would you give them to overcome obstacles, accomplish their goals and rise to the challenge? Yeah, I think I, I personally, from my experience is listening to your heart, your heart will tell you where you should go. It's, uh, and really holding on to that because there's going to be things that come in the way to challenge that love, uh, you know, and it might seem like a door is closing, but it's kind of like, okay, I just got to keep going. And again, it's navigating and I think the number, the another thing too that has helped me is just I'm, I really try to remember to be teachable, to continue allowing myself to learn, uh, and to grow and to to take my ego out of it uh, and focus on exactly the mission of why I'm doing what I'm doing, and 
and give yourself a break too when things don't. <laughs> Compassion is really important when things are like, uh, it's okay. You know, we're doing the best we can. Well, Joseph, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your rise to the challenge. You're inspiring so many people and we're excited to see what the future looks like for you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Tune in next time here. My next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to follow, subscribe on all major audio platforms and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to the full length episode and video format. What path will you take to accomplish your goals? You die.